Hello and welcome everyone. On behalf of the entire CobU team, we're very excited that you joined us today for a live question and answer event with senior instructor Tony Kozenek. Again, great to have you with us. You're welcome to send in questions. We are live, so just type your question in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube and we'll be asking them here you can also share where you're viewing from today if you want to share city and country or just the country uh whatever you choose to share with us that will be really exciting too and i'll share that list a little bit later on okay tony great to be together today looking forward to this thanks mary thanks for getting us going um Kabbalah is for a person who wants to know why they're here, where they are, uh, what this is, uh, and to feel at home in what life is. Uh, it, it's, it answers the deepest questions of the heart uh, and it does it effortlessly <laughs> I might add because it is a description of the law the force that that really runs everything within this law is the purpose is the origin the purpose, all the experiences along the line, and the goal of this experience that we call life. Uh, and everything that we see, everything that we experience, only takes its form as a result of that governing force, that law, that intention that rules everything. So in order to feel at home uh, in life, a person has to have some contact with this and if your heart is like that then you will be looking not for Kabbalah but you will be looking for how do I feel at home how do I find actual purpose in life why are there so many people why is it so difficult to relate to each other why do we experience the difficulties and the and the exquisite pleasures and why what for and to what end uh, if you have that kind of a question, it doesn't ever really go away. You might get overwhelmed at certain points in your life with other desires that are that are greater than this desire to feel at home, and we may feel satisfied by the things that are occurring at that point in our life that eclipse this underlying thing in the heart. But that desire itself is connected to the purpose and the, the structure and the nature of life, and it can't go away. It must be answered because it's there as a result of, uh, of the reason why we, we all exist anyway, in the first place. Uh, so there's a lot of ways that this can be expressed. It can be expressed in terms of science because it's dealing with law, and there are ways to experience this 
uh, experiment uh, with it and to grow uh, a higher and higher sensitivity like a, in a scientific instrument, except the instrument of the Kabbalist is the heart. It's the correct uh, balance between mind and heart where the heart, where the mind works inside of the heart. And it, that is a kind of a laboratory in which it's possible to uh, uh, perfect more and more acute instruments that, that let us sense more and more what the reality around us truly is, how to work in it, how to keep uh, this law or to, to be aligned with, with the, the melody of, of this creation and to live life successfully and not just for me because we can't live a successful life for ourselves but to live life fully with and through the experience and pleasure shared pleasures with other people um, and all of the other ways that it's possible to look at this as I said scientifically socially um, biologically astrophysically all of those things are just ways of talking about something before it's a, a, an actual attainment before we truly feel it and know it as our own experience in life so if you're attracted to Kabbalah it's because you have this desire and desire is the motivating force of this law itself but it's not just desire alone it is the desire and a force that guides that desire that's in alignment with the purpose and the end of the law the place where the law is taking us so um, and, and it's the most human of all sciences because it's a it is about the human heart how we feel why we feel and that it's made out of relation relations it's impossible to feel at home or at peace or that there's any good in life unless it's shared unless it's in the context of a society of feeling right with other people there's no feeling of home without a feeling of family you can't be home alone okay well I'm not a movie critic but let's get started and first question Okay, sure, Tony. Uh, the first question comes from Instagram. Marcellus Andes is asking, what is the connection between the Bible and the books on Kabbalah? The Bible, uh, the five books of Moses, and, uh, books of the prophets, and uh, those are books of Kabbalah. The Bible is written in uh, a language called Language of Branches where it seems to be speaking about physical things, time, place, uh, and events in history, but it is a coded language that is speaking about spiritual states. It's done in such a way that uh, you have to have great, great subtlety of heart and very little egoism to be able to hear what it's actually saying. Nobody uh, in in our generation can hear the Bible and and uh, and hear what it is that it's truly speaking about. These states of 
that we evolve through as we become more and more like the law that, that generates all of reality. Past generations could do that. We can't. And what we require is the more direct, I'll say scientific language and the language of the heart that's in the, the books of Kabbalah that deal with this very, very directly. So they're, they're the same, but they're in different languages, basically. Okay? Hey, thanks, Tony. Another question uh, coming in from Instagram from Bartek Krajewski. How do we battle spiritual egoism? Um, you can't battle it. You, one has to know, has to be able to recognize it, first of all, and to to feel it in relation to the good of other people. Uh, and it, it, this egoism is not about, you know, being good at something and, and knowing that you're good at it and, and taking pride in it. It, it. It's about our evolution spiritually, uh, whether we're progressing in order just to fulfill ourselves or whether we understand in the first place that... Uh, spirituality as defined by Kabbalah is altruism. It, it, it is to be outwardly directed towards the good of others and towards the connection between me and, and others. Uh, and that's the thing that, that we need to be able to sense. That we can only begin to sense when we are trying to live that way. Once we sense it, the system is already built in such a way that it'll guide us to a place, like to a group of people who are also working on this, um, and will help us hone that perception of when we are not acting according to, to the spiritual law, which is we're acting for ourselves only, and not for the, the advancement, the fulfillment, and the attainment of other people. Um, and when we're in a situation like that where we're actually trying to do that work, then the heart responds by wanting that. The desire is built in us for that, uh, as opposed to desires for all the other things that we think we want in the world. What we really do want is, like I said at the beginning, we really want this. We want to be at home. We want to be connected. We, we, not only to other people, but that connection to other people will connect us to the law and to what we call the Creator or God. You can't fight it. You have to understand it use it correctly because it doesn't matter what the desire is it matters at what we're aiming the desire for whose benefit all right okay tony uh, robert martis has a question about the desire to do for others uh, this question comes from instagram how do you generally awaken authentic attention to the needs of others and giving you have to try to do it the more that you try to do it the more you realize you can't do it. And the desire grows in you, and eventually you, you have to turn to the law itself to help you. You have to turn to the Creator, to that force of bestowal to do it. Because our nature is completely opposite. Our nature never changes. The desires we have are not our own. They're instilled in us by the overall system. The thing we're asking for help for is to aim it differently. And it's that quality that aims it towards others, that is the Creator. 
So we're asking that to come and work on us, through us, help us, and do that work for us. And we will step aside for that. Now, that doesn't happen uh, really fully and hardly at all by an individual doing this kind of thing on your own. It's not possible because working on your own is the antithesis of the goal and the purpose of life, which is that we, we truly are one being, but we're, we act as though we're not. All of those billions of people are really all disowned parts of you. So um, the work in order to accomplish this has to be done by others who are also trying to accomplish this and not on your own in the world under the worst influences. As you can see, day to day, they're getting worse. But with a group of people aimed at this type of work and with, uh, with instruction on how you do that between you, uh, that's what uh, the, the method of Kabbalah is about. It teaches a person uh, how to, to work on this with other people. And if you, uh, any legitimate place of study uh, will also help provide a place, uh, other people, uh, for you to do this work with. Yeah. Okay. We have several questions coming in from YouTube. Uh, to be conscious, uh, the name of the viewer has a question about working with other people. Tony, yeah. is there any hope for spiritual attainment? For someone who is too anxious to speak in a group and talk to strangers, it makes it difficult to join a 10. Well, everybody's afraid. Everybody's isolated. Everybody's shy. Uh, really. Um, you either do it or you don't do it. You know, there's no, you, there's no way around it. It's like that is the, that is the curriculum of life. And that we must find to do. But it's not that you need to speak to people all the time. You need to be working towards that goal with other people, even if you hardly speak, and observing your responses and, and feeling how your desire evolves. To, and it's very important that you recognize this. This is good that you recognize that you don't, you can't, you because what that is going to do is it's going to evolve the desire for connection. The whole thing is, as long as you don't give up, it doesn't matter how you express this. First of all, you can't give up because this is life and life is only going in one place, you know? It's going, it is one thing existing for one purpose and going to, to complete fulfillment and nobody, nobody can get off the train. It's, uh, what it's trying to do is to get us to our destination so that we are experiencing the whole journey as fulfillment and nobody uh nobody can force you to do anything there's there is there is no coercion in spirituality you don't have to do things that you that you feel you can't do but you will develop a desire to do in some manner in the way that you can for other people because everything in nature is pointing that way is also supporting your evolution in that direction and is bringing you home to a place in which you feel good about it. As long as you don't hold yourself back and constantly think about yourself, the natural process, if, if you're involved in it consciously, takes you to the goal and fulfills you. Okay, okay a follow-up question on that uh, from a YouTube viewer, Kimberly Payetta. 
what if you don't really have others in your life? I just have work and home. I'm a 911 operator and those I work with are not very spiritual. What should I do? You should study at, uh, at CobU. You should begin learning that. And CobU provides, you know, over four uh, different uh, curricula that, that are there. Um, it eventually provides you for that, for a working group of people that's, you know, that suits you and that you'll be able to uh, succeed with. Uh, you'll know the basics. Uh, you will understand, you will learn how to apply those uh, interpersonally. You will uh, have the opportunity to work with a small group of other people uh, in which you'll be able to make practical all of these principles that you learned. And then you will be able to, to uh, understand it, feel it, and, and see how, how it actually does function in your life. Um, you don't, the people around you at, at the emergency call center, they don't have to be the ones who are doing this for you. You, you learn this method, this science, and it will begin to affect your life in general. And by the way, that's a great, that's a great job that you do. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a beautiful job in itself. And, and, uh, um, I think you're looking in the right place to make that moment that you have when you're helping people and saving people and there for them and how difficult it is to hear what's going on with them, to remain present and all that. If, if your life uh, could, could have that kind of fulfillment without the extreme uh, emergency aspect to it, but that that, that depth of love and care and, and, and holding goodness for other people you know, it could be a more general and relaxed part of your life. That's, I mean, wouldn't that be a great fulfillment? It's all, it is possible. That's, that's what we're here for. Okay, next couple of questions, Tony, come from a, a YouTube viewer, Tinkle Tink. Uh, first, does Kabbalah explain autism? And is Kabbalah designed for people with autism? Well, it doesn't explain autism in, in a direct way. It explains uh, that all, that we are all um, dissociative. We all do not want to make the connection. We were shattered originally. We, we were created as, as a single being against a single force, which is opposite to the force that we call the creator. It's opposite in nature. Uh, and which... The creator is the will to the desire to give, and the creature, the single uh, life that was created, is the desire to receive for the self alone. These are opposite qualities. And uh, then there was a further step in which that single desire was shattered by the by the creator into many, many, many pieces. This is dissociation. This is the 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 desire not to be connected to others, to not see others as important, to not even be able to stand the presence, the touch, depends on the degree of it, of, of others. The essence of, of autism 
is connected to the purpose of creation. The, and all illness is in the same mold from the shattering, which is the, the, the dissociation of cells in a body, systems that don't truly work together, people who don't talk to each other. All of these things are all of a single nature, which is the nature of the creature itself. So for some people, it may appear to be mild and, and they seem very, you know, they love everybody. They're really gregarious and they're, they're comfortable wherever they are. But their heart is truly not. The reason that they... I won't get into that. Uh, uh, and then there are those who are loners. And then there are those who feel like there is an actual biological barrier to their connection with other people. It's all, it's all a continuum from exactly the same thing which is that we will learn to, to make a conscious, we'll turn and make a conscious connection with others and for others. No difference between an autistic person and, and anybody else, even the, mo you know, the most expressive artist, you know, and an autistic person are in exactly the same position spiritually, except for an autistic person they're much more in touch with the truth of their situation and much, probably much more connected to the desire to correct it. The rest of us don't know we're not well, you know, but we're, we're all, we all have the same thing. Okay. okay next question is from Chester Drawers, watching on YouTube. If Kabbalah is a mysticism of Judaism, why is there such a huge difference in what you're teaching versus what Judaism teaches? It's not Jewish mysticism. Uh, Kabbalah predates all religion. Judaism is a religion. Um, it is not the owner of Kabbalah. The religious level does not comprehend the spiritual level, the level of intentions. It keeps... Uh, the um, it has an understanding which is very very physical and explains things in terms of right and wrong actions it alludes to that there are real you know that there's that the real purpose for such and such a thing is a mystery you know it's like mystical it's like the heavens and the angels and but it's not it, it is the difference between the level, the spiritual level, which is the intentional level, and the material level, which are external actions that are in the same mold. As, but but to, to feel what, what the intention is, what these actions are, their memory devices, for what Kabbalah predates the appearance of of religions, Judaism and Christianity uh, came into being around the same time. After uh, we fell from a connection with the higher states of nature, where we knew and felt and some, uh, that connection to the intentional level of reality. So, you know, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are are children, grandchildren of of the the single spiritual path for all humanity, which is the law of nature, which is what Kabbalah describes. So it's, in, it's the inverse of, of how you're describing it. Okay. Hey, Tony, we also have a question um, between the difference 
of the spiritual realm and astrology. Crystal James is asking, do astrological signs give insight as to something unusual happening in the spirit? I meant to say, do strange movements in the astronomical heavens, indicated by astrologers, reveal that something out of the usual is happening? in the spiritual realm does our birthday and astrological sign actually have any validity for example with our character and future events etc astrology describes everything within the realm of the ego it has no connection to anything spiritual it it describes the mechanisms within the created being which are uh, egoistic in nature mechanical predictable um, it's the basis on which it's possible to make prophecies about the future because uh, it's like a robot. The, the, the ego is like a robot. It always makes the same types of calculations. You know, it's got an algorithm that always is making the calculation of the, the, the greatest amount of pleasure for the least amount of effort. And that can be applied just, just about everywhere and across all of human perception. So uh, astrology is a kind of a it's a kind of a science that that, that describes the that interprets the movements of of heavenly bodies I mean spatial bodies. That's all that it does. It it can it can describe probably human character as long as the human character is mostly uh, concerned with its own well-being and people consult astrology about their own interests for the most part. It does not connect to the higher realm of, of spirituality because spirituality is the opposite of the ego. It's the mechanisms of the ego. Okay. There's one other question on uh, distinctions here from Virgo in Sin. This is from YouTube. How is Kabyu different from Buddhism? I'm not a Buddhist, so I can't. Uh, I, I I don't know en enough in detail about it. About it, but I know that the that the methodology of Kabbalah. I mean, having been exposed to to some Buddhism, to to uh, to, to Zen Buddhism, and to other paths and so on. I, there is a tr real distinction between the approach, uh, the the in Kabbalah, heart and mind and and. The, the work with others is a active, ongoing, deep, all-embracing contemplation of reality and assessment of, of one's heart in relation to others. And the attainment comes as a result of desires and requests of the heart that, ha that happen in this very totally conscious, awakened, effort there is no meditation uh, there is no reverting to to uh, to calm states or lower states like vegetative or animate states um, so its approach is very very different it it involves the learning of principles the the uh, attainment of the of how these principles are really are applied in life experience um, and the the sensation of a shared awareness consciousness mind and benefit between people which is 
that connective force between people is the creator. And that becomes the sort of the, that replaces the limited broken part of the original creature. We, we sort of connect the dots and our, our um, awareness, our attainment of, of reality expands through the identification with the hearts of other people until it, until it encompasses uh, all people and, and has an equivalence of form, intention, desire, capability as what we now think of as the creator because that force that connects all of those and expands awareness, that is the creator. Uh, yeah, that's how I describe the difference as far as I know, which I don't know Buddhism well. Hey, thank you, Tony, to share with you and the rest of our viewers. These are some of the locations where friends are listening from. We have Sydney, Australia, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Bulgaria, Switzerland, Denmark, Cornwall, Tennessee, Netherlands, Romania, Rotterdam, Mexico, Michigan, Tamil Nadu, Jupiter, Florida, Ontario, North Carolina, Argentina, Quebec, Ohio, France, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Ireland, New York, and Indiana. Thank you so much for sharing those. And if you haven't yet, um, we still have time. Please type those in the chat and uh, cover some more territory in a little bit. Uh, next up, Tony, there's uh, two questions that are related. Anthony Hayes is asking, do Ka, does Cobb U have a class that breaks down the Hebrew alphabet? He couldn't find it on Cobb U. And Kareem Marquette is asking, is Hebrew the only language that is entirely spiritually based? Uh, first question, we don't, uh, we don't explain the Hebrew alphabet as part of the fundamentals because it's an extremely advanced uh, aspect every every letter and the relationship between letters represent uh, states of attainment, attitudes of the heart, describe the the uh, the inner landscape of the of the of the person of the the soul. So it it's something that comes further down the line in the study uh, of the Zohar. Um, the Hebrew language is made up, uh, is constructed along the lines that I just said. Uh, so it's describing, it's like science, uh, scientist notebook or Leonardo da Vinci, right? He had amazing notebooks. Um, he wrote in Arabic and he wrote backwards, right? So he, he developed a language uh, that, that described his, his insights uh, his attainments, his experiments, and so on. Uh, an unusual language, a derived language. Hebrew is also a derived language. It comes, uh, it's an adaptation of, um, oh, uh, I forgot the name of the language. That's ri ridiculous. Um, of the, of the, the sort of secular language of the of the time. Someone will tell me what it is. I'm getting a phone call from Israel. What do you know? You're thinking Aramaic? Aramaic. Aramaic. 
uh, and it it's the the use of the Aramaic uh, uh, language to as in a code form in order to um, express these states and these relationships every name there every every series of, of letters is a kind of a formula that that describes a construction something that exists uh, in our reality uh, and and how we can enter it, live it, and and experience it. So it only exists in order to to express spiritual ideas. Um, there are there are those that that say that uh, the the very shape of the letters themselves also represent uh, sort of paths of light, the way in which good. Uh, the way in which love moves uh, between people and from higher levels and so on. So it's all about spirituality. Is it the only one? I don't know, but but that I can tell you about Hebrew. Okay, Thrice57, viewing on Instagram, is asking, any advice on converting my mother? She's way past due for some sanctification. Yeah, kidnapper? <laughs> Throw her in the back of a van? Uh, I, no, no. If you know, if if you are acting towards your mother with a lot of love, and from what you're learning, just supportive and you know there for her, and she sees that change in you, she'll want to know. But there's no, you can't tell people about this. You can't. It has to be something that that that, that awakens in in a person's heart. The best thing you can do is to give a good example. And that's what she's been waiting for, you know, so. Okay, next up, also from Instagram, Bridge Gardner wants to know, how do you react when people act insulting and hateful because you are not like them? Well, I just beat the crap out of them. Um... I don't know. I mean, is that like a specific thing? Because you're not like them. I don't... I just... Personally, I, I just feel like... Um, they don't see. They're not seeing. I mean, what kind of what kind of a way is that to be? And then I have to ask myself... Are they really doing that, or do I just think that they're doing that? Is that is that the way I see them? They're hateful. I'm not hateful. I'm good. But they, uh, you know, this, you know, the question is, who needs to be corrected? We can't correct other people. We can only correct ourselves. And we, you know, you don't want to be in a place where you're going to be. Someone's going to be able to, you know, to damage you or physically or financially or, you know, those things that are true damage. But attitude? Really, I think we need to be more concerned about our attitude towards them because they are really a projection of us. We, the, the things, the, the faults that we see in the world are actually our own faults projected outward. Why? Because they, they, in, they are holding the attitude the, the emotional field and our our go-to 
reaction for these types of things, unless we're being directly threatened, if our go-to is, is this, you know, high degree of judgment, now we know, we, we know that this is something that, that, the, the, that peace and, uh, and the thing that I truly want to feel is going to be my responsibility. I'm going to need to find a way to bridge over this, what I think is hatred, because there is no love that's just love for pleasure. Love only happens over the impossible. It happens over the separation, over the hatred, or the perceived hatred. And the responsibility for love is mine. It's not the person who I think dislikes me. But uh, it's easy for me to say that. And I know you're... It's not an easy thing to do. And it's not something that a person can just say, well, I heard that, and like, or I read it in a self-help book, and now I'm going to do it. No, you need the help of others in order to do it. You need, one needs to be working with others who are working on this. And the small amount of strength that you have to do such a thing, and the small amount of, relatively small amount of desire you have for this, gets multiplied by every one of the people that, you, that share the desire to be able to love over hate. And, and eventually, we become capable of doing it because we trust the other people, because we know why they're doing it. And we see that they're doing it. They're making, you know, they're, they're, they're a good example. And the heart feels it. Does that make you curious to find out how to do it? If you, if you need it, then learn how to do it. Learn how to do it. Okay. Hey, Tony, about our feelings. Should we examine each of our feelings in our daily life? Related to the Kabbalah concepts, this question comes from Cannibal Osmos on YouTube. You're not going to have a lot of success with your trying to do it with your daily life, but you will get the beginnings of it. You will begin to see once you know that the that the, that humans are are always and only motivated by this this opposite quality to the quality of, of the Creator, a lot of things start to make sense. So you'll look at it, it'll inspire you, it will, you know, it'll challenge you and so on. And, but you eventually have to learn how to do it because if you're, if you're just noticing that and if you're trying to, to accomplish this in a situation in which it's not accomplishable, because you have to train first, then you'll become discouraged, you'll become cynical. You'll, you'll just say everybody's in it for themselves and that's the end of it. So, yeah, I, there's, there, it is worthwhile to do it initially, but um, either you'll have, eventually have to stop because it'll depress the crap out of you, or, or you, will, you will see the necessity for learning. Okay. Hey, Tio from Indiana with us here today on YouTube is asking, is the creator energy? No, the creator is, is, is a desire and an intention. It is, the, it is a thought that, that a feeling of the heart that creates and animates everything in life, supports it and fulfills it. It's like the love of a, a, of a parent for the well-being of a child without limitation at all the most powerful force in reality is intention the upper forces are intentions they're not physical they're not energy 
they they give they they can you know manifest in action but what they are is is far beyond energy they are an impulse of the heart especially the the, the single impulse that that created everything had the beginning and the end in its initial thought it's all guaranteed it's all but but it's all a thought to create a creature and to fulfill that creature completely with the ability to be just like that original thought that's not that doesn't have to become energy doesn't even really become energy it always remains that pure intention and it it um, takes care creates sustains and guides absolutely everything according to this to the pure holy intention towards all of creation and all of nature Hey, Tony, the next two questions are uh, directly related. Giselle Ava is asking, what is the difference between living unconscious and consciousness from the standpoint of Kabbalah? And Jeremiah Parra wants to know, can we attain higher consciousness while we're alive? Read me the, the first part of the question again. What's the difference? Sure, yeah. What's the difference between living unconscious and consciousness from the standpoint of Kabbalah? Uh, unconscious means suffering, uh, just moving through life without knowing why things are happening or where anything is going. Uh, it, it means to not be involved with the direction that we're being taken and not understanding why we're being taken that way. And as a result of it, we feel like we're being dragged and we suffer because of it. Uh, and that, that's everything on every level is like that. All our development can be experienced as painful or an incredible adventure, depending on whether or not we feel that we want and accept what is happening and because it's guiding us to our fulfillment. To be consciously involved in changing uh, and uh, when things when things are confront the heart and we and we feel the difference we feel shame or whatever it is in the way that we relate instead of leaving running or whatever we we are consciously seeking out the means of of correcting that thing that brought us the shame uh, and all that is is just uh, the constant alignment realignment realignment getting lost the realignment with the place that that the law of nature is taking us you can do it in this life you're intended to do it in a single lifetime and to be completely fulfilled that's the whole purpose the whole idea is to is to realize this and become completely fulfilled it's not beyond us we were built for this purpose we're just distracted by uh, an environment that tells us that there there's some other goal other than this Hey, thank you, Tony. Uh, excellent question from Devra Vidal, uh, watching on YouTube. How is a person separate from and yet part of the creator? Who is doing the thinking that is going on in a person's mind? The person's thoughts or the creator's thoughts? Every desire that we have comes from us comes to us from the Creator. There's a, there's a saying, there's none else besides Him. 
he meaning it is a scientific term meaning uh, the force of bestowal that's called he uh, and it is everything uh, created out of out of this everything an opposite quality and is evolving that opposite quality to, to be in in uh, similarity of form with what created it so every aspect of what we think of as ourselves is the action of the actually the action of the Creator except for our um, our attitude towards that and that's a massive it's tiny but it's it's all the freedom that we require and everything that we think of as freedom is all in that tiny space but it's all that we need in order to, to because the, that's what the law made for us that's that's how we were created so everything we think everything we feel originates from that original creation and it is uh, the hand so to speak of the Creator but the Creator that that law of nature does not want us to remain like children and be un, unaware of it if if we agree with and see what the Creator desires for us and all of these responses as desirable to us they become ours then our hearts the same as as that intention that created everything at that point we have total freedom but that's it takes time and it, it takes a well that's what life is for so you can expect that it will evolve over your life it will t you know it's not like you're gonna take a university course and then you'll know it and from then on everything's gonna be no I mean, it's, it's like it teaches a person how to live how to at each turn to align with the desire of the Creator that is that has come up in us or that we've received from others in order to serve others and that that too comes from the Creator and the people that you see are also the disowned and shattered parts of that creature that's you that was created by the Creator so where we are entangled everywhere with the Creator and at every point there is the opportunity for freedom if we align with with the desire of the Creator Hey, Tony, we received a follow-up question uh, from Sharon Alani viewing on YouTube related to higher consciousness. What does it feel like when it attains the higher realms? It feels like you love people. You and, and everything in nature. Uh, that's what they say. I'm not talking about my attainment. Uh, it feels good in the in the best possible way uh, feels at home uh, you a person perceives good that does good in everything um, it's not as simple as that because every there's there's all of these in each broken part shattered part there is a character and there is how that character or that piece would describe its fulfillment what what will bring you pleasure and feel that you're filled with light and that you you see it's this being able to love and feel at home and care for everything is the same thing as being enlightened 
the heart is filled with the light of the Creator towards others, and we are acting as a, as a conduit of that. What does that feel like to you? I don't know. Because, uh, and anything that anybody describes as what the, what the attainment is, is not what your attainment will be and would probably get in the way of, of you attaining it because you think, well, I'm not having that experience, so it's, this can't be real. So it's, you'll find out. If you want it, you'll find out. Before going on to the next question, I'll share just a, a few other locations that were sent in. We have Portugal, Kamloops, BC, which is in Canada, Israel, Los Cabos, Denver, Colorado, Tamil Nadu, India, and Hungary. Thank you everyone for sharing those with us. And the next question is... Before you do the question, I want to I tell sure. people about, I think a lot of people are watching us from Europe and uh, at Kabyu we have like a big annual event and it's called a retreat. And we've been doing it in North America for the, for the past few years. Uh, and what it, it's it's like going to summer camp, but it's uh, because it's it's in the country. It's a beautiful setting, uh, and it's like you know, it's like a, it is like a camp, but it's a place of of sharing and learning, and it's a, a place where uh, you can learn practical Kabbalah. Like you, there are lots of lectures, and there is all kinds of uh, you know events and activities, and being with other people, sharing with other people working in in groups of people eating together sort of living together for for three days uh fabulous uh lectures they're kind of like ted talks and stuff and and practical uh instruction on on how to apply the principles that you're learning and this is not just for students of kabbalah this is uh, for anybody because it's such a, a sort of a crash intensive uh you know it's like boot camp uh, but fun uh, way in which you can immerse into it and you can actually see it at work. So it's a lot easier to understand something when you're seeing it happening and it's not kind of abstracted ideas or principles. You just, you see it and you're involved in it and you, you're either in it or you resist it or whatever. It like just opens a person up and it can advance years in this work <clears throat> in three days, you know, and so for the first time, we've got one of these, not only in North America, but also in Europe. It's going to be happening in Holland. Uh, Mary, can you get, I can't find the, uh, the info. I had it and, I, and it got closed on my computer, but it's taking place. You, you can give the details of it uh, after I finish describing this. Uh, in Holland at a park, at a beautiful sort of country park that has all of these facilities. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime type of, uh, of experience. I wish that there had been things like this when I was first learning. And it's, like I said, it's open not just to people who are studying at CABU, but to anybody who is interested. There is a website. Mary, you can give the name of the website, and guys, you can post it into the chats. And there's a... It costs something to run it because we've got to we've got to get people there and there's all kinds of things to do. Um, but there there's an early bird thing where you can save a, a if you sign up early, go to the site and sign up early. And Mary will give you those details. So can you do that, Mary? Okay, sure. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Uh, the dates are May fifth through seventh, 
And this will be at the beautiful Eigenreich Park in the Netherlands. Um, or if you can't make it in person, you can also attend this uh, event virtually from the comfort of your own home. So you have both of those options to travel, be there in person with other like-minded people, or you can watch from uh, the comfort of your home. It really is the biggest and most important event that we hold every year to accelerate spiritual progress uh, for Kabu students and anyone else who comes. It's it's really packed full of all kinds of activities in those three days in a very intim intimate personal setting. Uh, yes, you can get your tickets. There's $100 off the ticket price if you're going in person. If you're attending virtually, then there's $50 off if you're attending virtually. I don't know what that early bird date is. Um, it's but you April get, sometime. Yeah, you can get your tickets. I'm not sure if it was posted um, in our channels. It's retreat.cobuconnect.com. Again, retreat.cobuconnect.com. Cobu spelled K-A-B-U same title as our broadcast so it's going to be very exciting i've been to several and it, it definitely yeah, i may be going i may be going uh to that to to do some of the the uh okay we're now full we <laughs> just signed up tony's going yeah. well <laughs> no I'm, I'm not certain but i but i i think i will be Okay, uh, I do see the early bird discount applies until Friday, April 21st. Okay, so you have time to register. So uh, you had a question? Yes, the next question. Oh, from David Mancini, very dedicated student. Hi, David. Hi, Dave. So nice that you're with us today. Uh, David wants to know what makes a Kabbalist great. Breakfast cereal. The breakfast of champions, I think, makes it. Wheaties. Yeah. Uh, what makes a Kabbalist great? Their their service to other people. Their uh, a consistency. Um. that that others say that they're great that that people feel that they're getting something from the relationship with the with the person i would think it's it's all dependent on how people feel is uh, you know if they like them <laughs> i guess that's it that's the answer okay very good uh, another question, Cody Stokes viewing on YouTube. How do you handle the chatter in the mind when you're trying to meditate? I don't meditate. I, I do. Sometimes I meditate, uh, but for relaxation, not for Kabbalah. There's no, there's no meditation in Kabbalah. But that chatter in the mind is all about self-concern. It's all like, how am I doing? Am I doing this? What if this? And if I, am, I, am I meditating? Am I not? It's just like, fine, great. You know, you treat it like a dog, like, you, like your little pet dog. Go ahead. Sniff that thing. That's not me. That's the ego. So, yeah, I, I, 
to me, I would rather find a way of life in which it is an ongoing process that is working above that as constantly as possible. You can't silence that because that voice is the voice of the Creator. That's it's not that's not us. That's the Creator talking. Um, but we we have a choice uh, to to invert that. Uh, to allow it and to use it in order to serve other people. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm straying a little far from what you're actually asking me. So, next. Okay, next. Vanya Luke from Viewing on YouTube wants to know, I've heard you say that politics cannot achieve the changes the world needs. Is politics not a place for someone interested in growing spiritually with Kabbalah? What are your thoughts about this? Oh, you, a person needs to know what the source of, of organization and change uh, and the actual governance of humanity and the world, what it truly is. Because that kind of that level within the heart uh, of concern for other people and of the hierarchical the hierarchy of that original thought of creation one nation under god has a has a real scientific a real natural meaning and and the or, the way in which people are organized has to do with the intentions that they have not with what not with what laws they pass if, if intentions are never dealt with. It's that, it's that higher level in nature and the higher level in the person that will determine whether political actions will stand or rot on the tree immediately, whether they will take any effect at all. The human heart has to change. There has to be a willingness. Take something like communism, which is a great idea uh, in itself because essentially it means everybody takes care of everybody else. But if the heart, that would be, that would be beautiful. But if the heart isn't saying what's, what's mine is yours and what's yours is yours, if it's not doing that, if it's saying, if the heart is saying what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine, there's not going to be any state organized good for all. Is same with any other form of government. Yeah, it's worthwhile to be involved uh, if if that's what your passion is, but you have to change your heart, and and we have to teach other people to to change this most fundamental desire in the heart, to correct it, to work above it, and to understand that no human governance can ever work unless it's in the image of the single law that's governing nature, which cares for every single piece of of nature, seen and unseen in exactly the same amount and all for the good of the whole. Our hearts have to be like that. If they're like that, and if we are living that to any degree with each other, then all the laws that we pass will correct our situation and will be good for us. Without that, they're just nonsense and they're wasting time and bringing destruction on us. Uh, but I think we're going in that direction. Uh, I, I think we are going in the good direction. But the, the way you see the good direction first is that the, the destruction is such that the heart turns towards the truth. 
and it wouldn't if it weren't afraid that that we it was impossible and that all the actions that we're taking even though they appear to be good aren't taking us anywhere then the heart turns now now learn how to make that connection with each other and then we'll have a peaceful word world that's good for everybody and i guess with that we'll we'll end um, can we take one more question from facebook tony i know we're at the top of the hour uh let me see okay <laughs> Okay, from GY Legacy, what happens to our corporeal desires as our spiritual desires grow? The corporeal desires get stronger, but so do the spiritual ones. And they and they are they use those corporeal desires for the good of others. Uh, we don't care, Kabbalah does not care what desire you have. We we don't it's, we don't judge desires, we don't work with desires, we work with intentions. And you cannot grow spiritually unless your ego grows, because that's, it's like, it's like, um, it expands and then corrects, expands and then you correct it, expands. And without, without the, and besides that, we experience pleasure through desires, and that's also part of our fulfillment. But we have to understand for whom we're, we, we are experiencing that pleasure. And the intention is to experience unlimited pleasure, because the vessel grows and grows and grows forever and is eternally filled without limitation that should give you good dreams okay thank you tony and by the way a couple last uh pop-ins with locations sweden and germany uh there are a few announcements don't go away because this will tell you how you can get all kinds of materials on kabbalah you can join kabbu if you're not already a Kabu member, then we invite you to join. You can see the links in the chats. You'll gain access to several Kabbalah courses from beginners to advance. Join the world's biggest online Kabbalah community. Ability to ask instructors questions in the student forums. So we had many, many questions from Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We, we couldn't possibly get to all of them. If you're a Kabu member, then you can ask the instructors, just like Tony, um, in a student forum. You get access to a Kabu exclusive weekly webinar, and you'll also get access to the next Kabbalah Revealed course with Tony, which starts on March 5th, 2023. So mark your calendars, March 5th, 2023 is the next course with Tony. Or if you want to support Kabu, you can do that in a couple ways. You can become a Kabu member or you can make a donation. We always very much appreciate that. We're all volunteers and many, many thanks to our tech team. You don't see them, but they're working very hard to make sure that your questions uh, get filtered here so we can, well, Tony can answer them. So thank you to our tech team. Thank, thank you for all of the great questions today as well. Thank you. Yeah, they really were great questions. I, I really enjoyed being here with you. So thanks.